Ahoy, ahoy, mateys. Welcome to uh, end of another week. Welcome to another episode of Make Me Like This. I'm Brandon. To my uh, right, I guess, is Roman. To his right is Jeff. How you guys doing? You have, uh, have a long week? You ready for some uh, some drinks? Yes. My freaking garage door broke and I hate my house. Man, that's that's <laughs> winters, winters in Michigan. Winters in mid, yeah, yeah. Crack them up. What do you? Uh, first of all, what are you? What are you drinking here, my friends? Uh, I have a uh, neon bear hog IPA from Goose Island. Beer Goose Island, neon beer hug. Oh, beer hug or bear hug? Beer. Bear hug, man. Like Russian nice. bear hug. Nice. What did you nice. think? Meerkat? Did you say meerkat? No, beer. Be, like beer. Like beer a cat. beer hug. He thought oh, it was beer, beer. honey. It's, yes, it's yes. Wait, no, hug. no, he's right. <laughs> I thought I read that right. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's EE. Come on. Okay. Good, uh, good enough. Double dry hop uh, M43. I haven't had this before. First M40. First You've never had that before. Don't they um don't they say I've that they M43. incorporate dirt from the from the road M43 into this? Yes. It yes. can't be real, right? Um, mine has a real bear. You have real bear, <laughs> or he has real dirt. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there's an aphrodisiac. I, wait, eating Bird? it or seeing yeah. one and being scared and like thinking my life's over, I might as well make some love. Or, uh, I don't think eating it, I think, um, taking it out to dinner, having intercourse with it. With the beers. Are we talking about dirt the bear. or bears? What are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, uh, There's no dirt. I've... I haven't tasted any dirt. Okay, good. Right, that might just Jeff, be a this... old wives' tale. So is this M43 different than the original M43? Yeah. Um, it's double dry hopped. Um, and so I don't know what that means. Uh, but it's... Um, it It's... So like with it being... Um, a New England IPA, it's it's kind of mellow and kind of fruity to to begin with, but um, this tastes more like a I don't know. Uh, it's still really cold, so as it warms up, I might be able to taste it more. But it tastes more like a like a standard IPA, um, at least from it's got that heaviness. And, and that's uh, Old Nation, is that right? Mm-hmm. What's the name of the Old Nation in Williamston? Oh, gotcha. I've I've got. Um, it's been a long week. Uh, lots of work to be done, and I'm unwinding with a uh, with a truly passion oh, yeah. fruit. Truly, was <laughs> a that's, that's all we got, man. That's all we got. You know the um. I would have dropped some these. Man. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, you know what? You were nice enough to 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 share some stuff with us last week or whenever that was. Um, you know, I don't, I don't choose these like seltzer things, but it's, it's something that's just kind of like always around, and um, it's like, oh well, you can have this or you can have a, you can have a Coke Zero, and sometimes Zero. passion fruit. So, 
a couple things. I don't, Tastes I don't okay, think, I guess. I don't think you have to apologize for, for drinking hard seltzer. You can drink hard seltzer if you want. Two, um, I wonder if it's like, like, are you, are you a big, like, drink guy anyway? Or is that like, like, do you have a, do you have a drink that you would prefer that's not truly, or do you, are you just not usually drinking alcohol? Ooh, fresh hard seltzer, watermelon line. That looks better than this. No, but, no. but it probably wasn't uh, eight dollars for thirty of them. I guess. Um, do I? You know, I I enjoy a cocktail, and um, you know, if you're out and about, and it's like, oh hey, I, I want to try an old fashioned and feel nice about ordering something cool like that. Um, but I don't go out of my way to get stuff. If that makes any sense, it's like I enjoy it when it's available and it's easy, but I don't. Um, I rarely anymore. I guess maybe in my forties is is kind of like I'm less apt to to go to the to the party store and and just go get something just to have. You know, I that's why I make do with um, with Trulies, choice of a new generation. Trulies, maybe that was Pepsi, um, but um, yeah, I, I go for convenience over. Uh, quality almost unilaterally across my life except when it comes to toilet paper you can literally walk across one road from your house and you will be at a very well stocked liquor store yeah Yeah. that's very (laughs) true less than a block for sure so so what you're saying roman is it's convenient to have whatever kind of drink brandon wants Mm mm-hmm yeah They'll even eh. order stuff for yeah. you. The what? Like, were, yeah, like you can order things that they don't carry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll uh, I'll take them up on that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you walk in there. It's a very cluttered store. There's just like huge, huge uh, uh, end caps and stuff like that. And then you like walk by. There's There's like the penthouse area. Like not like really swaggy. I mean like the... The magazine, the Penthouse. Yeah, and like, you know, the dirty magazines and stuff like that. And then they've got the kegs. They've got the the, the little shots and stuff like that that I had last time. That's where I got that um, that little whiskey thing. Um, and they got their lotto tickets and everything like that. Not a well-organized store. That's okay. I forgive them. Anyway, let's talk about what we came here to talk about. Roman, I know that you have been invested in the Oculus, um, uh, virtual reality in general. You just, you've been kind of exploring that whole realm, testing it out and stuff. And when it comes to the metaverse too, I think you've even dabbled with buying virtual property and stuff like that. I'm a slumlord. So you're a slumlord in, in Mark Zuckerberg's uh, universe. Um, it sounds like a good place to be. So A... I don't really understand how that works, how you buy fake land, and B, I don't understand uh, how you can get into such a thing. So I thought it'd be a good idea for you to try to make us like virtual reality just kind of in general, but also specifically the metaverse. So do you have any thoughts on that? Just initial thoughts on like what got you into it? why you've spent real money on fake money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think this is good because the Super Bowl just happened. And the reason that you can tie this to the Super Bowl is because there was a really good halftime during the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think I can actually talk about the Super Bowl. I'm not allowed to talk about the Super Bowl uh, without paying someone some money. But what happened after the Super Bowl was a virtual Foo Fighters concert. Did any of you guys happen to catch that? No. No, I didn't hear about this. You know what's happening? No. No. And I like the Foo Fighters. Well, so Meta, formerly Facebook, um, put together a concert. I think it was specifically for people who own an Oculus headset or what used to be known as Oculus. Now it's just known Meta, Meta Quest. And you can do a concert. You can go to it. And it's a virtual, uh, um, you know, venue. And uh, the Foo Fighters were there and they were having a concert. Uh, I didn't go to it because, first of all, the Super Bowl starts at 630. Yeah. And goes for like 12 hours. And I didn't feel like doing it afterwards. But apparently there were so many issues with people trying to get in that it wasn't a good experience. Mm. So at least was I know it, free? That. it was free for anybody who had a Quest headset. Okay. You just go in. Foo Fighters concert. Yeah. Now, I don't know if there was crowd surfing, if there was beats thrown around. I've never been to a Foo Fighters concert. I couldn't tell you a Foo Fighters song if you played it for me. It's not, not what I do. But I think it's a really good example of VR and Metaverse trying to go mainstream. Mainstream meaning to a point where people who don't seek it out are starting to see it come to them. You know, whether it's a commercial or something, I, I don't know if it, during the Super Bowl they had anything that was like, hey, after the Super Bowl, Foo Fighters, put on your goggles uh, kind of thing. But VR overall has actually been around for a very long time, um, you know, dating back to the early 90s, if not before that. In, in one way or another, we've always tried to technologically create a virtual environment for us to be in. And there's different flavors of that. You know, you have your kind of extreme all the way to one side of complete virtual reality, meaning you're replacing your environment completely. Now, Mm -hmm. and there's also in between something called augmented reality, right? So that's where you are potentially still in your own environment, but you're placing things into it that don't exist there. So think like Pokemon Go uh, as an example. You can, using your phone, you know, go around and see a Pikachu or whatever. I don't know if I'm allowed to say these names too. Are we getting paid by anyone? No. Right. You can. We'll uh, give them free publicity. You're going to single-handedly help us monetize. This, I know. This like, what right, keywords right are like, we... Pikachu, hashtag Pokemon Go, hashtag Shining Moon Star, whatever. Uh, and then whatever the Paul guy who bought a $35 million Pokemon card collection that ended up being fake. Anyways, who's that guy? Logan Fox. Paul. I will pause you and say that like you and I are on opposite ends in the way that we we speak and Brandon might be in the middle and maybe balance us out but you you don't want to you you don't want to give anyone free advertisement and I just talk about everything name everything <laughs> No I've just more been uh really uh like NBC got me with their pre Super Bowl thing they're like you're not allowed to talk about it you know you can't do it <clears throat> That and the fact that when I was in college, I got a cease and desist letter for downloading some video games from BitTorrent. So, you know, I've been. Did you really? I did. 
It, were you doing it in the dorms? I, in the dorms, yeah. You oh, had to yeah. been pulling volume. I have a spindle of Dreamcast games. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you listen. You can't, make, you can't make the single console that had no copyright protection on it. You literally could just burn those CDs and not expect people to get them, right? So if you guys want to play Dreamcast, I got it. Um, I, but anyway, I love the Dreamcast. Yeah. So I digress. What were we talking about? Virtual reality, right? And why you yeah, should you're, you're talking about the augmented reality and then like the, the precursor to the, like would Second Life kind of be in that category of like um, a, a, a virtual space that you build so and it, own? Yeah, and... it's it's very much a virtual world. I, I think it's almost it's an extension of it. I wouldn't place it in there because of the way that you interact with Second Life. First of all, like, I don't even know how many people watching this would even know what Second Life is. But Second Life has been around for a really long time. Yeah. And the biggest difference between anything like Second Life and right now is that you're actually wearing your monitor versus looking at your monitor and playing true, Second true. Life. But really the idea here is to transport you into an environment that makes anything possible, right? It's to give you an opportunity to do anything you want to do. It's to give you an opportunity to be anyone who you want to be and um, do so while trying to achieve um, kind of like this level of all of your senses telling you that what you're seeing is real, that what mm. you're experiencing, you're actually in it right now. Now, obviously, you know that's not happening. We're mm. nowhere near that technology, um, at least consumer level. You know, the, your $300 headset is going to make you feel like you want to puke if you're doing a roller coaster thing. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to be like, ooh, I'm in space and I can't breathe kind of thing. <laughs> you know, that being said, my seven year old, her favorite thing to do with uh, VR with the headsets when she watches, uh, watches anything on them is videos of exploring space. Oh, specifically really? ones where they kind of start off at a shuttle on the on the earth. And it's a whole video of you going into space and looking around. First time she saw it, she freaked out, but she liked it afterwards. And she's like, every time she wants to do that kind of thing. So, so is that is that something that was was filmed like from a rocket or something, or is it yeah. like a CGI? Yeah, no, it was filmed. It was absolutely oh, filmed. Wow. So um, I wish I actually would have brought it, but you know, a really early form of VR um, is is really nothing more than three hundred and sixty degree videos. So if right. you're on YouTube, you're watching 360-degree videos, and you know they're 360 because, A, they look weird as shit. It looks like you're inside of a ball. Yeah. And you can use your mouse or whatever, and you can look around, and you can see things around you. And first of all, like, that's cool, right? Because it's like not only are you seeing what the, let's say, the producer or the person making the video wanted you to see, but you have the opportunity to literally turn and see, like, hey, what's that guy doing? You know, Or, like, look at the sound crew or whatever. Like, that's, that's kind of cool. So yeah, they use 360 degree cameras. There's a lot of really popular ones. Again, consumer grade has gotten really cheap uh, to do that. You can pick up something for probably between two and $300. And they have action cameras now, uh, like the Insta360, mm -hmm. that will allow you to shoot 360 degree video of you, know, you snowboarding or mountain biking or doing any of these kind of things. And then the best way to experience those is through a virtual reality handset that you can watch these videos and instead of using your mouse or cursor or whatever to say move the screen 
you actually turn your head and turn around and you have to kind of make yourself believe that you're in this space. Right. So you're when so you're, good. um, you get it now, Brandon. <laughs> well, so, so I get the whole, um, 3d film aspect of it, you know, and, um, my, my brother-in-law has an, has an Oculus headset and I tried it on. And, um, what I did was I went to, Ooh, there it is. There it is right here. Um, uh, so what I did was I, I went into YouTube and searched their 360, um, videos. They've mm -hmm. got a ton of really cool things like, um, f you know, flying over Las Vegas strip at night. Um, I think there was like a rocket X launch thing that you could, yeah. you know, you start off on the ground and then you go way up and then go back yep. down. Um, roller coasters is a lot of people who've done, you know, taken one of those 360 cameras around like Disneyland or, or something like that. And you can kind of, you know, go around and and look at I the different areas nauseated from from doing that you would yeah you, you would it's actually it's called vr sickness because uh, i get, i get nauseated in, like in real life like i i don't know i remember I i've been on rides like with you jeff yeah yeah start on a ride oh yeah uh, star tours yeah, yeah star tours yeah. i yeah. thought uh, i was gonna come out with puke on myself you were really concerned <laughs> about me too i've never i've never seen you so caring <laughs> because honestly I, I know where you've been because I feel like two years before you and I went on that ride my wife and I went to Universal and we went to the Harry Potter ride and the whole time there I'm like what kind of ride is this I don't know what kind of ride this is like you're going into Hogwarts and there's this whole line and everything like that and we get to it and you sit in the seat and the whole thing around you is a screen and they basically just jerk you around all over yeah. the place without you going anywhere she knows I don't like that. Like, I don't like those. I actually get seasick or VR sick or whatever you want to do really easily. And um, I did not have a good time. So when we went on this ride and I was like, oh, my God, Jeff, I feel like it's going to throw up. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't yeah. know why I chose I, to sit next to you. but you know. I think you were sitting next to me. I even think you, <laughs> you like, you. I don't remember too much because after, <laughs> after a certain point in time, I was all about myself and lost track of, <laughs> of anyone. Just like self-preservation. But I just, I remember the feeling of Roman, like, basically, like, I don't think you carried me, but it felt like you did. <laughs> like, oh, you on, needed help getting way. off of that thing. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, go, yeah. let's go this way. There uh, were, like, else? after this ride, here is a one and a half foot wide opening you need to get yourself out of. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just. Yeah, down this tiny corridor. I yeah. remember that was... in line for that. And me, me just telling everyone basically what was going to happen, um, what did happen. And I, re I don't know if it was universal, but I, re I remember a lot of reassurance of like, this is not anything. This is on the very on the low end. And I think very mm -hmm. honestly assessing what, whatever everyone thought, like it, I think it probably is relatively mild compared to what it could be. Um, I think I might have mentioned, like, I got sick on the Raptor, and and everyone was like, well, this is way less than the Raptor, which I think it probably was. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I remember afterwards, everyone, I think everyone had recalibrated their understanding of what could possibly nauseate an individual, because, they, and Brandon, I don't know if you were um, you were in this camp or, or if others uh, were, were more like that, like, I think I surprised some people with my ability to get to get sick on on yeah. what 
was categorized as a PG ride, kind of. Yeah, very much so. Because, you know, like the Raptor, which is a roller coaster at Cedar Point that goes upside down and does all this kind of stuff like that, you're going up high, you're going super fast. And this, Star Tours, which is a a projection-based ride at um, uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, it's, it's like the room tilts and stuff like that. You're really not moving that much, but the screen in front of you, there's a movie theater size screen in front of you that's simulating traveling through space and going into canyons and, and all around, uh, you know, banking corners and stuff like that. So like to me, totally different world where like in reality, we're not moving that much. Um, Mm -hmm. so I figured, Oh, well, if, if it, uh, you start getting dizzy, you could just close your eyes and then you're only moving like as much as you would on a bumpy road, you know, in a, in an RV or something like that. Um, so when you did get sick and I, I think I was next to Roman who was next to you. So I wasn't cognizant of any of the struggles you were having like during the ride. And then when the lights went up and, uh, everyone's like, Oh, and they're like cheering and stuff like that. And I look over and you're like slumped over. I was like, Oh, did, did you like bump heads with, with, uh, you know, your, your neighbor and then get hurt? And it's like, Oh no. Oh, that could have happened because my sick. neighbor was Roman, and I would lose if he hit me with his head. He'd lose that uh, that confrontation yeah. and stuff like that. Well, and then as we're like helping you out into the hall, and there's like a little, um, uh, every step we took, I felt worse and worse and worse. And like, a, we paid eighty bucks to get into this into the theme park, you know, on our off day during this conference we were at, and and then it's like, oh, well, he's not going to feel good the whole rest of the day, and and if he didn't like this ride. He's not going to like any of these other rides. Um, and then like seeing you kind of slumped over, drinking from the water fountain and stuff like that. And I was like, this wave hit over me of like, oh God, I feel really, really bad because I grossly underestimated what, you know, what the effect on you would have been. Didn't, didn't we do like Tower of Terror like three times after that though? but i was not there i turned in to my tradition i reverted to my traditional role when we go to theme parks which is um hold people's stuff eat elephant ears and Mm. drink slushy uh drinks which was okay i mean after we need to to go back is what i'm hearing (laughs) cedar point i was messed up for three days um and i don't have any ambition to go back i'm sure my kids will want to go at some point um my wife loves that kind of stuff and i won't it it, so it'll be either a weekend of myself at home or chilling at the hotel uh or or doing something but i i do think that um you know to kind of bring it back i think that this kind of connects to what Roman's talking about with VR, because, um, you know, Brandon, you're, and I think it, I think it's informed by life experience. Your thinking with that is that my physical body moving is what I'm in tune with, and what what my nausea comes from visual. I do think mm-hmm. that it, it's it's very it's very much what I'm seeing because I get. I get car sick too when I'm not the driver and I, and I think it has to do with panning and looking and, and things moving by quicker. Um, so I, I do think that like my, my nausea is a response to, to visual stimulus. 
and and maybe with VR, if stuff's not moving as much, I yeah. wonder if there would be a connection between like my ability to feel like I'm immersed in that world, or maybe you being more like in touch with like your physical movements, maybe you would feel less immersed. I don't know that that's a, that that's a good theory, but it's a connection I'm making with what's being talked about here. Yeah, so you know, for 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 a make me like this, you guys went down the negative path really quick. You know, like <laughs> oh, VR, yeah, I, I throw up easily. Let's not go down there. You know, is what it is. <laughs> Nothing's not its limitations, and you guys are absolutely right. I mean, I get I get it as well. I like I I explained about it. So there's kind of different issues that we're talking about here. So, so some of the issues that started out with VR was actually just the how attainable was the technology to create this experience. And we've bridged that gap. You know, we've gotten something that's small enough for you to wear, uh, runs on batteries, doesn't have to be connected to anything, uh, and can and still fairly powerful enough to run, uh, let's call them simu simulations, mm -hmm. of pretty high quality, right? And they're talking about, you know, the latest things. Obviously, there's uh, CES just happened as a conference. It was VR everything. It was metaverse everything. Um, so... The hardware part is kind of not even the question anymore. Of course, if you talk to like true VR people, it's still the person who's got a $6,000 computer and a $15,000 headset and it's connected to them. And I don't know what it's doing. If it's reading brainwaves, if Elon Musk is in your ear whispering sweet nothings, I don't know. But, I would definitely um, throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, guys, do you want me? to uh, buy an NFT? Hey. To the moon. <laughs> so I think the, the hurdles now is the actual experiences themselves. So you have people in companies and everybody who's been doing this for years, and they're coming out with things like educational content. They're coming out with games. You have things like Meta who's saying, hey, everybody's going to work in VR. Let's respond to things like COVID, respond to uh, work from home by giving people an opportunity to do work from their home, but still feel some sort of connection, right? And going back to what you mentioned before, Brandon, with Second Life, it puts you in this virtual world, but it gives you the next step. It's not you sitting in front of a computer, it's you somewhat being immersed. And um, yeah. there's some pretty cool stuff out there with things like Horizon Worlds, uh, with Workroom. There's now the ability to also see through the headset. So the headset themselves, let me show you. Yeah. What are you doing? Get out of here. So this is a Meta Quest 2 or Oculus Quest 2. Uh, you can see how awesome I look when I wear it. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> you can put things on it. Um, but it's got little cameras. Where's the camera? Uh -huh. It's got little cameras all over the place. Uh, the camera's there for a couple of things, but mainly it's to understand your surroundings. It's It can actually read things around you. They're getting to a point now where you can also bring things around you into the virtual world. Um, but you can also kind of see through that now. And this, one of the latest things that I tried out is you can actually have a workspace, you can have a desk, you, and you can be literally sitting in front of a physical desk and the Quest will know what the boundaries of your physical desk are. If you have one of the keyboards that it supports, so like an Apple Magic keyboard, for example, again, nothing super high tech. You can get them used for 30, 40, 50 bucks. It will actually, there you go. It will actually bring your keyboard into the virtual environment and track it as you're moving it if you want to. So you can literally type in a virtual environment 
you can do your work, you can stream a desktop computer into it, you can have multiple monitors, you can talk to somebody, um, all sorts of things. Now, this is going on a completely different path, right? Now, we're not talking about, ooh, make me believe I'm a unicorn in Mars, but yeah. give me an opportunity to connect with coworkers and replicate this environment that we're used to, you know, bring back the office a little bit and bring people together. So right. there's a lot of big companies that are working on that. And I think it's great. If you get an opportunity to try that, you have to have buy-in. That's always the biggest thing. You can't have like three people who can barely work Microsoft Teams try to now get into this virtual reality, you know, how are they going to do that? But you can do a Zoom call and somebody can be at Zoom. We can be doing things like that. But what you guys could be seeing is my virtual avatar. And I could see, I could be seeing you guys in my virtual environment because um, right. I'm that guy. You know, that's really how it is right so, now. <clears throat> Jeff, something you said earlier um, reminded me of an experience I had with the my brother-in-law's Oculus headset. You said that when you're driving a car, you're, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm parlaying this into driving, but uh, when you're driving a car, you're in control and um, you're less prone to getting cease or motion sickness. 312, hey, nice. Um, yet, if you're a passenger in the back seat, you're more susceptible to feeling motion sick. You have no control over it. When you're driving, you're more in tune to like your movement and the corresponding, you know, movement of the car. Um, and I, and when I was wearing, um, the headset, the Oculus headset, um, and I was doing the, um, the YouTube 360 videos where I, I have control over, I can look left and right and stuff like that, but I'm still moving on a path because the person holding the camera is walking down a path or, or, you know, riding a roller coaster or something like that. So you don't ultimately have complete control over your movement. And mm -hmm. I think there's, there was some nausea, uh, associated with that. But when I tried Angry Birds, so um, my brother-in-law had Angry Birds, and I felt really anchored in my position in the environment. So they had a 3D, um, you know, stand with like the like the all of the different building blocks and stuff like that, and the pigs. And then I pull my thing back and then shoot shoot the birds at the pigs and stuff like that. But as I moved around like this the environment didn't move around with me. So it was like I was, everything else was stationary. And as I moved, it was just like me in this room moving and everything else stayed exactly the same. So I think that there has been advancements there where it's it's all relative to the movement of the person where it really makes you feel like you're in a real room or in a real environment, even though it's cartoony, um, it's the movement of it isn't, completely tied to the movement of your goggles where it's like it's staying still as you move um so i think that there's been enough advancements made where the nausea of two three years ago you know whatever um isn't like the most deciding factor for me like that's always been my barriers like i do get you know even though i like you know roller coasters and different rides and stuff like that I am prone to motion sickness in a variety of different ways. So I've always been hesitant to to try a full-on, you know, VR headset and stuff like that until, you know, my brother-in-law had it. And I was like, okay, I, I, I want to see what this is all about. So 
I feel like they are, the technology is moving fast enough to compensate for the unease you feel when traversing like a, like a, a virtual space to, to make it more akin to a, an actual space. So that, that alone makes me more, more um, apt to try it out. And, and, you know, maybe it's something that would be helpful to you um, that some of these experiences are anchored in like a, a physical position that, that makes you feel less likely to be herky jerky and stuff. And it's more, it's more smooth and it's more comparable to a real life experience. What I don't understand, and Roman, you can probably shed more light on this, like when it comes to the metaverse or when it comes to 3D movement in a, in a virtual space, does that translate to like, okay, I'm in a virtual office that was created. How do I get from here way over to there? And is that experience going to be the same where it's like, oh, well, it, it knows relative positioning and, and I'm using my little, my thumb module to, to propel me over towards the water cooler so I can like get virtual water or Bitcoins or whatever. Um, how does that work? You know, how, how, as you're selling this virtual space, how do you traverse through that? Well, I think a little bit of that touches on kind of where I was going with what's, what's hanging people up right now are those experiences. You know, it mm -hmm. is the creation of either the software or the experiences that you now get to go through when somebody has a VR headset, you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of people do. Um, that being said, I also, like I said, I get VR sick as well. Mm -hmm. um, people call it getting your VR legs instead of your C legs. They're like, oh, if you do it long enough, you'll get better. Um, Losing your VR card. Yeah, exactly. But there is this one game I want to say that I played, and it was a first-person shooter. It was done amazingly. So much so to where if you want to go pick up a firearm, you literally have to do everything with your hands, like load it, cock it, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is great. I love first person shooters. Now I'm going to move to the place where I'm going to shoot something like target practice. And as soon as I pushed the button in my thumbstick to move, I almost threw up. Because the experience that they create is this fluid movement of just you moving that doesn't work for virtual reality and there's a lot yeah. of like there's a lot of people who are doing research on this the best way to do this movement right now is what's called tele teleportation and basically mm. what you do is you hit a button it creates kind of like this uh, arrow with a circle and says oh i want to move there and then it teleports you there for some reason your brain is like hey we teleported freaking awesome but if you tell your brain you literally want to move two inches it's like no that's not right. the thing and I think really yeah. it has to do something about control. I think it's because your body, it's, um, if you ever watch one of those videos where the end something unexpectedly happens and it jumps out your screen and you kind of move out of the way or whatever, mm -hmm. it's exactly that. It's things are happening. Your brain's like, hey, things are happening, but your body's like, well, hold on, I'm not moving, but you're saying I'm moving, right? Yeah. It's so like reading that, in the car. With that, it's like, all right, let's leave that behind. And then let's get to this big idea of where's every, everybody going to be? Where's all this going to go? And call this thing the metaverse. And just to be clear, Facebook didn't invent the metaverse. 
even though they call themselves meta. Metaverse as a concept has been around for a really long time. Uh, mm. There's meta other companies that exist. And it's really, again, it's this location, environment, the feeling of being somewhere else, being transported to somewhere else. Um, and they said, okay, our goal is to create this space and not really to create the space, but to make the space accessible, to make uh-huh. people go to it and do something and not have it be a fad. Let's have concerts in there. Let's have conferences in there. Let's have your office be in there. And they said, okay, well, if we're going to have things like your offices be in there, how do we make money off of this? How do we monetize the metaverse? And in reality, it's really no different than what's happening in the real world, right? There's advertisements. So Mm -hmm. if you are Walmart, for example, well, you can have a team that deals with metaverses, that deals with virtual reality. They go into, uh, there are several more popular metaverses right now. Everyone calls it a metaverse, but really it is a world. You know, you can travel to a world. Second Life is a really good example, right? You could go to Second Life. There's options in Second Life to make money. You can sell certain things. You can buy certain things. All we've done now is we've put virtual reality headsets on top of it. We've obviously added some more functionality for virtual reality. But now what we're saying is, okay, here's this world we created. Do you want to own a piece of this world? We are making buildings. We're standing up buildings in this world. Um... If you want people to come to your building and do something, well, you have to buy this building. And then we'll allow you to customize it in one way or another. You can put your name on it. Well, that's going to cost you something. You know, and that's where the transaction of real world money and now you're buying things like uh, virtual real estate. Mm. So who are you, who are you paying? What, like, you're just paying the uh, companies. You're paying the companies that are creating these worlds. That's so, all it is. It is really no different than a game. Somebody who's making a game and you're buying in app purchases, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're buying. So like uh, it, it goes a little deeper, but let's say who for somebody who's playing uh, Fortnite mm. and you put real money in and you convert it to Fortnite's money, you know, yep. bucks, whatever, V-Bucks, yeah. and then you use that to buy things that they make available to you. Right. Same concept. Right. Except there's this whole notion of the blockchain of uh, things like Bitcoin, Ethereum. And so they're going a bit further and saying, okay, well, if we want to recreate the real world, but in the virtual environment, we got to give it a real economy. We got to give it money that actually makes sense, that has ebb and flows, that, that is like the stock market, that is worth one thing at one point and not, well, another thing at another point. So they all recreate this. You, you know, obviously, if you're familiar with things like Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, those change in price all the time. Yeah. And what you're doing is you are taking your money, you're putting it into an economy system of this world that's created, and then you're buying something that they say is worth something. And um, they're the one saying it's worth something. You're the one that's making an assumption that it's worth something. You're really taking a gamble. It is no different than playing the stock market. Except for the fact that in Sandlot or whatever it's called, Sandbox, um, I can try to buy property next to property that's owned by Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg decided to put $80,000 into a property. All that really means is that there's a map, a picture of a map, and then there's a little square, and it says this square is owned by Snoop Dogg. 
And then I can go, ooh, I want to own a square right next to Snoop Dogg. Kind of going back to the Super Bowl, if you see what I did. Mm. But I want to own this thing next to Snoop Dogg. Well, because Snoop Dogg is next to it, this square's price is shut up. Mm. If you're lucky enough, you bought it before, but somebody else bought it, and now they can say, ooh, I want to sell this now. It's real estate. I mean, that's all it is, right? Location, location, location. I want to sell this now to some schmuck who just wants to be next to Snoop Dogg, whatever that even means. Now, there's promises of being able to do something with these lands. Let's say you can have a storefront and you can link people directly to your Amazon or to your Shopify or to Walmart or any of these kinds of places. So if somebody's already exploring your world and they see your Etsy store, for example, in VR, and they're able to almost virtually pick up this uh, you know, piece of art that you would otherwise list as a picture on Etsy, explore it, kind of see how it would be, maybe even through augmented reality, put it into their living room and say, hey, how is this going to look in my living room? And then they can say, yep, buy it now, right from there. So that's kind of where everyone's going with it. Um, but you're buying a real thing. You're not buying a, the, the... You're the, buying the, a real the, thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of the step beyond that. To be able to sell that thing, you need to own virtual real estate where you can create a store mm-hmm. to do that. So, do you have to pay? Do you have to like like? Do you have to pay contractors to build your virtual store, or is it like is is it basically Minecraft at that point? And you can you can. Well, it you really can make, depends on the world that you're free. in. It, it really okay. depends, you know, on the kind of the appeal that it has and why you join that world versus a different world. Um, a lot of the, you know, kind of the, I think the nice thing by, for a lot of these is they do kind of go down this path to enable creation to happen. They give you all these tools to create 3D objects, to be able to create things like buildings, to be able to create things that you can actually sell to someone else inside of this world so that you can make money to do something else with. So they're creating a market in a sense. Uh, again, all you're doing is you're paying real estate fees to them so that you can have a place to sell it somewhere. Um, and then banking on the fact that in one day, the world that you chose for one reason or another is going to hit it big. And, you know, Buddy Set is going to buy the building next to you. And all of a sudden, the price of your building, you can ask seven times as much. That's great. What people don't understand, though, is what it takes to actually now take that money from in-game and make it into real money. I think that's beyond the scope of this conversation. I think the cool thing is you could be living right next to 50 Cent, you know, what's your world? (laughs) I think it's wild. Everything you're talking about is wild. I also think it's, it's really cool. Like, I I think like, uh, it, 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 it has the possibility for growth and, and, and to become whatever it needs to become and possibilities to me, it like, like when things have, so many possibilities to it it makes it worthwhile to to exist and whether whether or not i take part in it um doesn't mean i like or dislike it right um it does it so so like first off i i think i like it from the standpoint that that's a really cool idea um the the thing that i kept coming back to roman while you were talking is i was I was really uh, gaining, I I don't know if it's gaining perspective or evaluating my digital footprint or like my, my, I guess my digital presence. And 
I've, you know, I'm constantly thinking about like unplugging and uh, not not being in my phone all the time. Um, but what I started thinking about when you were talking was I'm mostly a passive absorber of information. I, I don't post, uh, I don't, I don't put a lot out there currently, like within the last five, five years or so. Um, and in comparison to what you're talking about of people buying digital, uh, like, like virtual spaces, um, next to Snoop Dogg for, of all people, uh, it makes, it makes me think that like there is so many levels of engagement that is higher than than or or like more active i should say than what would i do i mean like the concept of tinder like frightens me <laughs> the concept of like engaging with with a uh with with strangers for like an initiating relationships um uh that are romantic off the bat is like a world that I've never existed in. So then you talk about like literally stepping into a virtual environment where, where you're running into people that you don't know that are from wherever and, and have like, like very specific interests and in that they're seeking um, community with others that have, um, similar interests. It's both like really exciting to me. And I think it, it should be there, but it's also terrifying. Like, like for me personally, like to step, I, I saw the screenshot of you playing table tennis earlier. And I was like, that sounds cool. This, what you're describing sounds like, like, like my anxiety would go up because Mario 3D World makes my anxiety go up because I don't know what's ahead in the level. But but you know you know what's you know what's amazing because I agree with everything you just said and just even reflecting on the past couple of months is all these new groups on Facebook or wherever you're doing social media that all relate to virtual reality, all trying to face something or investments. If you if you Google or or go to YouTube and you start looking for videos of VR, there's a hundred videos by 100 people each about every typical world that's out there because everybody's trying to get theirs, right? But I think one thing about what you're saying though, Jeff, is it's almost like it's an extroverted world for introverts mm. because it allows you to be anyone beyond even the point of, oh, let's say, you know, for to the extreme, I'm a keyboard warrior, it's a forum or whatever. No, this allows me to now adjust how I look, how I'm represented to the rest of the world and to join the, the rest of the world. I want to join as me, whatever that might be. And, you know, I think that that's that's a really big thing where we are setting beyond all of this digital property and e-commerce e or whatever, because, uh, I mean, there's even a I don't even know if it's still on, but there was a TV show now where uh, who was it? It was William and some others where the singers were actually 3D avatars. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, I can hear, see your voice or, or something like that. It's or... something, no, I think it was just called avatars. No, something weird like that. Anyways, <laughs> but the idea is you had these judges that you have people who were, who were wearing full on uh, mocos, some motion capture suits. 
Uh, so not only were they seeing virtual reality, they were actually being captured into virtual reality. And then what the judges and everybody else were seeing was a representation of those people. They were just hearing them sing. And the fact that we're now going to mainstream media with something like this, you know, with an extension and the ability for me to create myself as I believe myself to be, that's a completely new thing, right? That's a completely different thing. And just kind of going back to it a little bit, all you have to do is if, if it's overwhelming, just take out the headset. Yeah, it's true. And you're done. It's not like that party that you're going to and you're like standing there going, wow, I don't care for these people. I don't really know anyone here. And you got to do this weird, like, I'm going to leave thing. No, headset off. And go, or go play table tennis. That's a really good point, too, because, like, it's not like I'm comfortable in all settings that I'm at in the physical world, right? But it's just I um, it it I guess it takes me a while to get to the physical world. There's not these jumps like the teleportation thing is mm-hmm. kind of like 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 could I jump from like being somewhere where I know where I'm at to like jumping into a completely unknown space? Yeah. I think. I think what's going on in my head here is just a, a very human thing about the unknown. A big reason why um, Tinder frightens me is because I've never had an account. Uh, I've never swiped on anyone. I've never, I, I've never done that whole thing. Um, if I ever found myself in a situation where um, I wanted companionship uh, and needed it beyond what, you know, what I woke up in, um, I'm, I'm sure, you know, there's a, there's a hurdle that you jump over. And, and like you said, like you called it the BR sickness thing, but I think like in, in life, there's a, there's a familiarity, there's a warming period for, for everything. And mm-hmm. we all have to make decisions of jumping in and, um, uh, trusting that, uh, you know, some initial discomfort is, going to lead to opportunities that we that we appreciate yeah no i could totally relate i i remember one of the i, I went into a game in vr for one reason there was other players into it i don't know why because i never even do this but i clicked on like join this world that has other people in it you know for whatever and somebody started to talk to me and i freaked out <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like i'm out <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, I, I literally, like, I freaked out because it's like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't expect people to be like, oh, you're here. That means we share something. Right? Right. To me, it was like, no, I, I clicked a button. Like, I'm trying to figure. It's almost like if you're on a website and you're trying to explore the website and you click on it and you get to a place, you're like, oh, okay, cool. And close it. I think in mm. my mind, that's what I was trying to do. But I ended up like really stepping into like a party with like all these people. And I'm like, I don't, don't talk to me. And somebody was like trying to pronounce my screen name. And I was like, no, that's weird. Cause you're talking to like, really talking to me now. And like, I can turn my microphone on and I can talk to you and you can't like, you don't see me, but you see a representation of me. And now you see my screen name. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to leave. And if I ever come back and somebody says anything, I'd be like, my kid used my profile, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like walking it. into a, it's like walking into a furry convention. It's like, Oh, you're here. You're here to be a furry. Well, listen, you can, here you go. You, Here's your you fox suit. Walk into a furry convention. If you went to a furry convention, you're okay. Probably. 
you're I, I guess so. It's guess strange so. how how uh, how conditional um, a, uh, like like your sense of your vulnerability can be, because like all three of us are not people that uh, um, all three of us are people that can can, can succeed in in socially ambiguous situations like all, all three of us can um can can make people laugh can um can draw people in and it, tell stories you know be be interesting um be be focal points at 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 one point or another and we're all three different people and and um and then like the people that were around do matter um for our ability to do that um, and I'll see that I see this is different, but not different at the, at, at the same time. Like, um, I can walk into a room where I don't know anyone and I show up differently than if I walked into the room and the two of you were there. Um, or like if, if I'm going to do something professionally and I have a sense that the rest of people are of, a, of, of a certain professional background and the mm -hmm. subject, like. I've got no problem standing in front of 500 people giving a presentation. Uh, but if I step into a room of five people and I, and, and I don't, I, I don't have a, if I was in the situation, I've been in the situation Romans in where I'm just like, no, I'm out. Uh, I, I don't, I've not done it VR, but like, this is an analogy for like, I'm unplugging, I'm unplugging from that situation because um, you're talking to me and how dare you talk to me, but ever in, in different facets, it's like, I'll play catch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think it speaks to us more as like, like the, the intricacies of, of people than it does to the, the reality that we happen to be plugged into. Yeah. Well, it's also super intimate too. Like you, you're enter like, let's say you're watching a YouTube uh, video and someone's talking to you, teaching how to do something. Great. I'm, I'm protected in my basement, um, thousands of miles away. When you enter into it, that space that, you know, that the situation that Roman was in and they're reading off your screen name. Oh, Hey, uh, Hey Roman, uh, Roman guy. Um, I'll tell you what it is. You're going to look. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was afraid to kind of say <laughs> too much. Um, but, and then Roman it's guy. like, it's, Roman it's guy, too, seven, nine, eight, seven. It, my wife. It, it just it just there's just something too familiar about it and and maybe too like yeah. um intimidating where someone's like oh hey roman i see that you have a uh have a you're wearing a a nighty i like that hey it's man trust, why don't you right? come over and you see don't know there? me like that you don't like, know them yeah. at all well, they could be pedophiles you have to go there right but um <laughs> I think it's interesting because I think there is there's some to do with a generation of, you know, different generation of people to do that. But to me, kind of going back to talking about amusement parks, this is interesting because again, we were at, um, I forgot, Disney or something like that, but we went to one of those uh, Monsters, Inc. I think it was a Monsters, Inc. show. Yeah, comedy the show. And they picked someone from the audience to do something with the show. Anytime I go to one of those, even though Jeff, like you just described me, like I'm a social person. I like being social. Anytime I walk into one of those, I was like, God damn it. If that fucking light shines on me, they're going to pick you. Right. Use yeah. the profanity. But like, if they pick me, 
I'm just going to freak out. And of course they picked me, right? Like that's the thing. It's because I apparently like I'm likable. I don't know. But like, and you kind of freeze up and you're like, uh, I would have no, mm. like if you were the person on the stage to begin with, I would have no problem. Like I'll go talk to this person, go talk to that person. But now all of a sudden they, they like ripped you out of your comfort zone. You were there to observe. You wanted to be entertained. Yeah. You didn't like, you were like the wallflower. You're just like, I'm just going to look. I'm just like, this is not for me. Like I'm here, but I'm not here. And all of a sudden somebody acknowledged that you're there and you're like, how do they see me? Like, why is this mm-hmm. a thing? You know, don't, don't do that. Um, I think I still have to bridge that gap. Like I still have to know that like, it's literally the same thing in VR as you stepping into a room full of people. Yeah. And except for the fact that like in VR, it's very easy to be announced. And now this person's here and, and do these things and whatever. But I think for, for the generation of people who've grown up playing things like, you know, massive multi- multiplayer online games, Fortnite and things of that nature, they're like, no, there's this expectancy that everybody just has a headset. Like I play Call of Duty. I still don't turn on my headset. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah, I am better I than you. And I don't care what you're doing. Because I'm here to play the game. Like, I'm, I'm here to, yeah, uh, I'm here to play the game. Um, uh, Brandon and I, once upon a time in a different life, went to uh, went to Hamilton together. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, we've all yeah. been to sporting events. Um, like, what you're talking about makes me think about um, these public events where you're amongst people, but there's a wall like there's there you're you're mostly observing and the people are are the background are the the ambiance around you um and you are to them and if someone just came right up to me and said hey uh um um steve um nice to meet you jeff and started talking to to me i'd be like fuck out of here i'm like (laughs) <laughs> like go go away it's weird yeah. until you're the steve right because right, yeah. explain is like we would have no issue being the steve in this part. we're like oh hey i'm roman what brings you to this can you know conference i do that to troll people i mean in a, in a, all in a, the time i don't do i don't i don't go to public events in the last two years very much but when i in especially if I was there with you guys and I was like, watch this, I'm going to go up to, uh, I'm going to go up to her and I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Um, like, like I've got no problem doing that. Um, when I'm in some sort of like comfort pocket that like I'm, I'm wanting to do that, but yeah, yeah, you're right. If I'm on the other end of that and, and, and I, it's probably a lesson to me to stop trolling and stop trying to be trying because because in that situation i'm using people as props in my enjoyment in my life and that's not cool either um but yeah i think i think you know what's kind of interesting roman you talking about that if if it is a generational thing and and folks are like just really comfortable talking to talking to strangers and and um um just just striking up conversations based on nothing but uh but but you know a a fragment of mutual interest i think that's an overwhelmingly positive thing you know given um assuming that um people are being safe like like the 
the information that they're um, that, mm. that they're giving people isn't something that's going to get them, you know, put them or their or people that they know in in harm's way. Um, and I and I wish that for I wish that for myself, like to be able to step into a virtual environment or or a real environment to step into a 7-Eleven and um, put on your ski mask. <laughs> put on my ski. You know, but I think about that though too, like, like knowing before I walk into a 7-Eleven, I know if an employee is dressed in a certain way, like I have a comfort in, in, in like addressing them. I have a comfort in the roles that are, that are being played there. Sure. Um, and I think if, maybe if I was just more familiar with the virtual environment, I would feel the same way. Like I'm showing up in this way. These people are showing up in that way. Mm -hmm. The thing that gives me panic is like, is the literal unknown of things and the only way to know things is to experience them and and step through step through doors where you don't know what's on the other side yeah and well and i think that's gonna let you do that easier than virtual reality yeah maybe it's it's a risk-free environment right because you're not ever going to be in any sort of <laughs> not seeing their face though like like i i i get that like there's i don't know there's there's something about the missing context that makes things i don't feel safer not seeing someone's face or them not seeing my face necessarily um like like Wait, are you trying to you're talking about expressions? like a fake a, a fake a, a uh an avatar using my real name like that mixed thing is just kind of it's creepy to me whereas like 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 going going to the secretary of state and someone <laughs> someone knows my name because they pulled it up on a chart right like it's i i guess where people get my information from um i don't know matters to me i i still like you know being in a um you know, going way, way back to when I would go into random chat rooms, uh, in, in the nineties and, yeah. um, and then like pretend to be someone else. And then them actually talk to me was like, like this, this weird mix mixed up intimacy, but yet let like from a distance that just kind of messed with my brain. And I, and I've always just not, not liked it. Sure. On the next episode sure. of make me like this catfishing catfish Ooh, yeah i could tell you some stories the question i want to ask you roman is like what's the most popular use of vr and why is it porn because it's, like it's like a strip club you can't touch at a strip club anyways so there's no difference and this costs less and you Same can literally pop into any strip club you want all right but do, do they have them do the do the do you like this part now? I'm ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> to answer Jeff's question, you need to experience it. I can't tell you. If you experience it, you will never go back. Mm. What yeah. to like real physical intimacy? Or porn. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. yeah we talked yeah. about technology right i mean they got these things these harnesses nowadays did you say harnesses <laughs> so like you you're up on a swing mm -hmm. and, and yes i am envisioning you uh in this role 
So you're up on a swing with a headset on, and you're doing all these things. Is there a question? I'm not sure where you're going. <laughs> I mean, like you could be on a chair. Who cares, right? There's no, but like you're talking about harnesses and stuff. Like that's getting. I'm just saying that that technology exists. Mm-hmm. It's like so. It's like, like full body w- suits. Walinda porn. What? What did you say? The flying Walindas? I'm really happy. Oh, the the Daredevil guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, Those are the least likely people I would uh, expect in in that kind of a situation. All I say that, so there's a lot of people that play things like first-person shooters with virtual reality. I do think there is a whole part of virtual reality we didn't talk about, which is like that educational component. I think what we touched on was like that social-emotional component, which... It's definitely an avenue worthwhile exploring for virtual reality. Um, but now you can even get like you can get a vest that provides haptic feedback. Like it'll actually like if somebody shoots you, it will like make it feel like there's something happening there. So you will be able to have full on full body experiences very soon. And mm. they have these platforms now that you can wear these shoes on and you can literally walk. It, you're walking in place. It looks weird, but it's like you're on a treadmill, except it's 360 degrees. And that makes your character walk inside of the virtual environment. So we're working towards, we, like I have something to do with this, but <laughs> everybody's working towards really the ability to put you and all of your senses into a separate reality. I would want to play the, I would want to play table tennis. I would want to play like one-on-one game kind of kind of stuff. I, you know, I, I mentioned we got a switch uh, for the for the boys, and they love it. Um, but like the the world based like 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 game like game kind of stuff, I've always gotten anxiety. I can't play for more than ten minutes at a time. And as soon as it, especially if I'm playing in the room with other people, and I guess this would be the same thing if I had a headset on as soon as people are like laughing or giving me a hard time about messing up, I especially just want to quit. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of times I've walked away um, when they're, when they're all playing and they like, come on, dad, why aren't you doing this? It's well, one, it's because I suck at video games and two chill out. It's a video game. Um, On such an opposite ends of the spectrum, (laughs) because I would be the one like hackling people. And Mm -hmm. then, um, See, one of my earliest memories was a birthday party when we were playing Super Nintendo, and uh, it was this kid's birthday, and we were playing Super Street Fighter, and um, he just kept using one of the shoulder buttons, and if you're familiar with that, all it does is this dumbass punch that you can't avoid. Like, there's nothing you can do. So I got pissed off, and I threw the damn controller at him, gave him a black eye. That's the type of player I am. Like if I was you in this situation and my kids are like, come on, dad, aren't you jumping? That's what you'd be in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think I feel the same ways. I just have an opposite response uh, from you. Yours is um, uh, yours is fight and mine is flight. Um, we should hang out more. When we were, because <laughs> we, you would beat me up and I would run away. Um, we, as kids, like we, we played, uh, we played GoldenEye. Um, uh, uh, WrestleMania 2K and or WrestleMania 2000, whatever whatever that was, 
um, and Mario Kart a lot. And my my absolute favorite thing to do was Mario Kart, um, yeah. especially especially mm -hmm. races. And still, like, um, I'll play Mario Kart all day with uh, with those kids. Um, one of the, you know, maybe some of it is because I beat everybody, and and maybe I only want to play things that I'm that I'm successful at. Um, but but I like I spent a lot of my childhood just watching my brother play video games, watching him play Metal Gear Solid for hours. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that I, I don't, I haven't grown out of that as an adult. Like when I don't play a lot of video games, but when we started slipping back into it, um, I started slipping back into my same exact role. Like, nah, it's okay. Like you guys play, I'll get a burrito and watch you. <laughs> <laughs> um you know if i that's... if i had that option i'd do the same thing i, I never have an option to get a burrito and watch <laughs> <laughs> we always have tortillas and then i like, guess then i open up the fridge and and uh i'm a i'm an artist for for burrito fillings so you know that being can... said if you haven't tried oregon trail on the iphone is amazing is it Oh the the Apple uh, Apple games? Yeah, arcade. Yeah. I had no yeah. expectations. And it really just tugged at, us, at the nostalgia strings. And oh my gosh, I was like, this is done really well. Ooh, nice. I, I will definitely I will definitely try that out. Um Jeff, I'm I'm curious if that um that sort of mentality of hey, I don't want people to be, uh, you know, poking holes in, or, or poking fun at me uh, when I'm playing a video game or something like that. Um, <laughs> I hope that's a good package there. Um, ooh, water bottle. Um, does that apply to other non-video game or virtual environment uh, aspects of your life? Like, if you're playing hockey if you're out on the ice and people are like boo this guy sucks hey man why don't you learn how to uh how to take a slap shot you you, you dick um is that do you have the same kind of fear or or are you just like oh, whatever man i'm doing my thing like what is it specifically about playing video games or or being in that virtual environment that you're you know very uh cognizant of of that kind of negative feedback is it is that the case is that's it just really, that or is it all aspects that's a really good question um to the hockey question um you know i i'm 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 not better than everyone um but i'm not worse than it than, than probably better than both brandon and i um, you're, you're pretty good for the average person. I mean, yeah, you have a beard. In my, <laughs> in the leagues that I play in, you know, um, you're doing me a favor to motivate me if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that stuff. There's nothing, it's, there's nothing you're gonna do to shake my confidence. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to that very very well. Um, and you're because right, you're confident in that. You're confident in your abilities. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, um, uh, I'm confident. I'm confident in my abilities, but I'm comfortable in the environment. Um, I'm. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not thinking. I'm gonna embarrass myself. No, have I? Have I ever embarrassed myself? Yes. 
Um, but I'm not, that's not top of mind for me. Um, when I'm, when I'm playing hockey, it's a flow state. Um, and, um, for the most part, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing anything. Um, but if I hear that, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be better for it. Um, but for the, so, but for the most part, like, like I, um, I played on Wednesday and, um, you know, at the, at, like at some point in the game, like, uh, someone said it was like, this guy, this guy's hacking me the whole game. And I'm like, who? And they're like the same guy that's been, that, that's been all over you for the most part. Like, and, and they were like, they, he's been slat. I drew two penalties, like, and, mm. and this happened to be the guy. I'm not, I'm not, fo- I didn't feel anything. Like, like, I didn't know that I was, I was getting hammered. And it's because I'm so, I'm so dialed in on what I'm doing there. Um, and I know, I know what I'm doing there. And I'm not, um, I'm there for fun, but the fun is, um, I'm not trying to paint myself. I'm not a professional hockey player. I'm not. I'm not the best hockey player I've ever played with. And I lose and get. You're um, not. Kick him out of this chat now. I get. Uh, you know, you you. It's. It's not about. It's not about um, a, a level of abilities. I don't. I don't think it's. It's totally about level of abilities. It's. It's a comfort. Um in the space and it's um it's something i draw energy from and video games i don't now does it come with familiarity does it come with interest maybe like i I think maybe on some level i'm not as interested in video games do i think that they're cool do i think that they um do i like to to play them uh from time and time again yeah um is it ever anything where like i looked forward to getting home to play video games at a certain part of the day or, or yeah. like, like I do, like I do hockey. No, um, it's, it, it's just, it, it's just not there. So I think, I think it's a familiarity. I think it's, I think, you know, we haven't talked a lot about like, like things that give energy versus things that take energy. Um, but video games would be something that takes more energy from me than it gives and hockey is mm. an example of something that gives more energy than it takes. Interesting. You know, Interesting. to kind of uh, bring you back a little bit to VR, some of the mo- earliest adoptions of virtual reality were by sports teams. And you see all these movies and everything where everybody watches the plays afterwards, you know, reviews the things of what they were done. There are companies that came about, I want to say in the 90s, maybe or late 90s or early 2000s, that would take the same plays but turn them into the 360 video virtual reality experiences Mm. and let the players actually experience the play again from different angles versus watching it on you know a 27 inch screen in the locker room kind of thing so again making you like virtual reality is really kind of just figuring out what what makes you like virtual reality yeah, right? what so you for like. something like this, when we talk about the fact of different applications towards it, it's it enables you to do more. You know, take it out of that video game space and put it in, put you into that headspace to make yourself better at something, or make yourself understand something you didn't understand before, or have an experience that you never had. You know, let's say you said you're not a professional hockey player, but I'm pretty sure you you follow hockey. 
And if there's, yeah. there might be this, but if there's a, a team that's a professional team and they always have a 360 camera always for all their games, I mean, it sounds to me like you'd be willing to kind of fix, see that, you know, and, and, and put on a headset and be like, wow, like I'm in the stands. Like, oh man, this is what the goalie feels like at a professional NHL game or something, you know? Like those are the kind of experiences who people who might not, not even know what hockey is, you'd be like, oh my God, that was a rush to do that kind of stuff. Do you, you're making me think of, do the two of you, like we talk about like being immersed in this environment that's completely foreign, but like, is that what the enjoyment is or is it tangential to something that you already have pre-existing interest in? Well, I think you had to find, you had to find this environment in one way or another, right? So like, what did you seek out to end up there in one place? And it could even be if you decided to search, hey, enter into a random environment you must in one way or another get pleasure from being in a random place at random times, yeah. uh, you know, to do so. That's me. I don't know, Brandon. Well, I, you know, um, you have a choice in what kind of environment you put yourself into in virtual reality. So Jeff, I could imagine um, if there was a um, experience, what the fuck are you doing? He's giving you an experience. Sounds like a man. It's not ASMR. It's like some dude just like coming up to you and going. Don't love it. Don't love that. Um. Anyway, uh. So think about think about this. Um. NHL All Star Game. They have got an experience where you can put on a headset and you are seeing the point of view from the goalie. So you. Are, you know, you're looking around, you can look up, you can see the rafters, you can see the crowd, and then you see some dude just driving at you and then pulling up and, and into a slap shot and feeling what that experience is like, you know, from a, a professional level. You've, you've, you would never otherwise have that experience from a professional to have like Sidney Crosby, that's the most recent name I can think of, um, coming at you, pulling up into a slap shot, and, the, and then it hitting you. That'd be something interesting, right? Um, yeah. I could, I could, uh, I, I don't know what I would pick, you know, maybe a, like, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Naked ladies running around. Just kidding. Um, I'm sure that that's, that, that's, that's about my enjoyment man. of hockey is, is <laughs> naked ladies running around. Naked ladies running around. You're in France. They're doing their underpants dance. Um, probably available. I don't know uh, how you make. I don't know how you make uh, nudity uh, uh, PG, but you just did. Like you made it. Like <laughs> there's a place it. in France where the naked ladies dance, and there's a hole in the wall where the guys can see it all. Everyone knows that. Uh, uh, sounds rhyme. like a cartoon from like Tom and Jerry or something. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's all my uh, my experience from the from the eighties. Um, no, you know, like you can put yourself into an environment that you seek out, right? It's like, oh, I really want to see what it would be like to be in a hot air balloon ride over the Grand Canyon. I've never actually done that. I don't know that I would actually do that, but I can put myself in that situation um, in a safe environment by doing it in virtual reality. I think that's the appeal, right? You're not going to, and like, think about a person who's disabled, person who's wheelchair bound um to be able to virtually climb to 
the top of the Himalayas, to um, you know traverse you know different planes that you wouldn't be able to do in real life because your body won't allow you to do that. That person might really, really dig this kind of opportunity, right? Um, well worth the $299 to, to be able to do that. Um, the other things about, um, you know, you create a store and people come in, like think about like, I, th I think Roman, your experience of, of jumping into like a, a random room and then people like being like, oh, hey, hey, Roman, how, how you doing? Like that person like uh, bought this space and spent a lot of time, oh, I'm going to make this this just like, the coolest place to enter. I'm going to put these like little little uh, lava lamps up and, and people are going to come in and then and, and it's just going to be really cool. And they sit there and wait. And then you come walking in the door. They've been waiting for this for, for weeks, you know, and you come in and then they're just like right in your face. Like, hey, hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Hey, do you want to go, do you want to go, do you want to go drink a Miller Lite with me? Do you want to, do you want to play some, uh, some freaking Plinko games? And then you're like, whoa, buddy, get your ass off me. I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> it does make me think though, like if you own a store, are you always just you have to just have your Oculus on like no. the whole yeah, all, just, all times? No, it's just so a like, virtual representation of whatever you would have done on your website. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And, so and, you know and I think that's the thing. I think it's it's honestly hard for me to sell you on the metaverse. Uh I think at least if you start getting into this like uh e-commerce portion portion of the metaverse. Can you become a millionaire in the metaverse? Yes, you can become a millionaire doing a million things yeah. in one way or another. Are you going to? There's a very small chance that that's going to happen. Should right. you try? I don't see why not. Just like but, there's a small chance of you being a millionaire in real life. Right. Um, and and so, just so like, like Brandon, you were talking and saying like, like if I walked into someone's store, physical storefront and they got up in my face and started talking and being like overly friendly, like that's not something I like either. Um, yeah. So like a lot of these things, like like they're they're analog equivalent. Like I, I yeah. Like I don't I don't I don't like I like when store clerks are for, are helpful uh, and give me my space. Um, Jim, I like Jim hockey just needs in real a cashier. life. He just wants somebody to help him check out. I like hockey in real life, so in VR it would be great too. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm I'm I don't I don't play Dungeons and Dragons in real life in analog. Um, so probably oh, doing, there doing was that a in VR themed D and D hockey themed D and D. But that's that's I think that's the through line for this conversation is that um, humans like new experiences that are that are like very close to experiences that they've they've experienced before or, or um, want to but haven't had a chance right like it's not right. it's, it might be new to you but it's like people who used to collect postcards of faraway places knowing that they want to go to they're not going to say no to going to this faraway place right because like that's the thing that they wanted to do right, right. so so it's like again I don't think I can sell you on the metaverse but I think I can sell you on virtual reality and how it can um enhance whatever you want it to enhance yeah yeah anything. i think it's a really good point anything 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 naked ladies running around in france that's no, it sounds dirty what i said i don't know how you said it brandon it's just 
It's something about Brandon that he can say he can say some stuff that doesn't come across as perverted. Uh, yeah. And if anyone else says it, it's just perverted. Is it Naked ladies drinking news? soup. Can I contact you out for bad news delivery? Hundred percent. Right. Uh, Seventy-five bucks. I will. I That's will cheap, tell dude. someone. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'll do that. No problems, man. I'm just gonna put um, a down payment for a grand, and then like just have you on retainer. Or like yep go do this i will do that too i will do that too um and i, I will i will uh um delightfully tell someone that uh you're uh well not for you guys but i would like break up with a, a girlfriend for someone and be like oh man hey did you watch the bachelor last night god those girls are a little catty anyway steve thinks that you're a little annoying i think you're nice but uh, i have some girlfriends that i never officially broke up with over a decade ago could you just yeah. like g close those loops for me give me their emails give me their emails hey hey uh you remember jeff from 15 years ago yeah yeah this is what he says he wants yeah. you to have closure he thinks he that <laughs> he thinks that you <laughs> When he said that he was going to college uh, and that he was going to be really busy, this is yeah. what he meant. Yeah, he didn't go to college. He um, he was just he hiding busy. from you and playing video games, but not with anyone watching because he didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's let's uh, let's ask the uh, the age old question here. Hmm. I think Roman makes a really good point because we're, we're talking about two distinctly different things. One is virtual reality as a, as a concept, and then there's the metaverse, which before tonight, I didn't realize that that wasn't just a Facebook thing. That um, is a concept that many people have their own metaverse and many different companies can have many different metaverses that thing gets a little dicey to me because it's like oh i got this really great spot in this metaverse oh you're in that metaverse oh come over to mine because i'm like kind of a big deal in this one like oh no 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 no, no. i'm gonna go into that one um Feels that like xbox and playstation uh gamers hey we got times infinity now, man we got crossplay you cross do play yeah. That's so, I mean, it would be PC gamers not a, too, you know, if you want I'm not a gamer. So like I, I obviously Clearly. I'm just telling other people's stories. So That's right. That's right. So, um let's talk about first virtual reality. Um I have been um you know, very hesitant to to dive into virtual reality because I know I get motion sick. I can't read while I'm a passenger in a car just makes me really uh, uh, makes me feel like we used to when we used to climb the rope in gym class a little funny um, but I uh, I do you know in the <laughs> you know what I mean you know do what I, I mean look like I ever climbed up a rope in gym class <laughs> fair enough fair like enough golf. I've seen people do it and I and previously like every time I see someone do it I'm amazed Climbing up a gym uh, rope is one of the most uh, like heroic 
superhero like things oh, that, man. I, that I do. I was so good at it. I jump up there like a spider monkey. I just the mechanics the just don't it don't I would jump on the bottom and then step down. That's, yeah. that's a, same with a pull up. And jump Anyone was so far behind all the most people. Yeah. <laughs> can you do a pull up? Can the three any any of you do a pull up? I can do, I can do a pull up. Yeah. Yeah. I can do Not pull ups more and push ups like no one's business. Uh, I can do three pull ups, guaranteed. He's, Roman's going going off to uh, do some pull ups. I left. I'm going to go do pull. I think three is my lifetime max. Anyway, for sure. You, you were it's 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 you, it's, saying you it's like a, VR and you don't like the metaverse. Continue. E- Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Next. Freaking wiener took it took the whole uh, thunder out of that thing. Yeah, no, I mean I think that's you I see think how that's long the case. it should have taken, Brandon. Because, <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're right. You're right. Dang it. Um, hell, I like. Yeah, I I like virtual reality enough now that I know that um, there's enough advancements in it that compensate for the nausea aspect and and you know the disorientation part and really anchoring you into a position and and allowing for things like teleportation so that you can you can uh, you know move about the space in a in a way that makes sense without making it really like uh, barf inducing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely am interested in learning more and trying out more when it comes to virtual reality. Thing about the metaverse, so yes, I like. You've made me like virtual reality. Um, when it comes to uh, the metaverse, there are still so many questions about it that I have that make me hesitant to like put down real money. You know, like whom, uh, who am I paying, and what am I getting? Right, the whole concept of like real estate is based on scarcity. So if there's no scarcity, you have like infinity space to give within a metaverse or something like that. Then what the hell? Why is this this place ten thousand dollars and this place is one dollar? Like who the hell cares? You know, I, I I can be next to Snoop Dogg. I can be above Snoop Dogg. I can be in a different plane than Snoop Dogg. Um, lot about Snoop Dogg. Hey, he's a good guy. Um, I think anyway, um, he beat the murder charges. Um, so I, I, I don't know that I like the metaverse enough to say that I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I want to know more. I want to see how things play out. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what your future is and your experience is with the metaverse before I would jump in, you know, I think you're, I think you're why, and in a lot of things in crypto, in, um, you know, being an early adopter because it might pay off. Right. And, and I think you're more willing to take those risks than I am because I'm like, I need to see someone else that I know and trust have have success in something before I'm going to, you know, give it a go. So yes, I like VR. Metaverse is a maybe for me. I think Romans convinced me to like VR. Um, I, I I didn't not like VR before this, but um, I think like from a personal standpoint, with Roman 
Roman mentioned a couple of things um, that made me think, yeah, like two hundred dollars for for a headset or something like that would be it, that's that's cool, and I could I could tinker around with stuff and um, like I think like 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 the passive viewing experiences, like the passive experiences where I, I not necessarily being in community with other people or anything would be something that I would enjoy. I even think like, like, um, before we even started recording this, I was thinking, man, I should get something and just play, um, play ping pong with Roman. Like that would be, that would, that would be enough. And that would be kind of cool. Um, and we can so even I, talk during that time if you want. Yeah. Or, or not. Let's go to it. <laughs> the the v uh so 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 yes to the vr um i think the uh i think the metaverse should exist i think it's cool i think that people I, um whether it's for me or or not um i like it because i i like i like the concept of like like let's build this completely synthetic world where where um the rules are slightly different, but they, they look sim like they're based upon what is already there, um, um, in the, in, in the analog. So I like, I like the concept of that. Um, I'm like the, the property thing, just to touch on that, Brandon, like, I don't, I don't have any, I'm not an investor. Like I, um, like I don't, I don't care what's in my, I don't care what's in my retirement fund. This is like really, this is really embarrassing and probably, um, I'm not looking out for, for myself or, or my future. Um, I, I like, I really just don't want to be bothered by how much money I got sitting by. Um, and, and so like the idea of like buying property for, at the same time, I would throw 50 bucks at like, <laughs> or something like really cheap and with the prospect of like to forget about it, it's exactly what I do with my retirement fund. Like, Oh, I got, I, I got 50, I got 50 grand in that account. Cool. I'll check back in a couple of years. See how many, see, see, see how much it's, uh, see how much it's grown, but it's like not a, and it's not a real, it's not a real thing to me at this point in time. Um, so, um, I, I don't know. Um, fortunately, I mean, you know, maybe I'll just, I, I guess I've always had the assumption I'll work forever. Uh, and, and hopefully that changes. I <laughs> hopefully, so. hopefully that, that changes when I, uh, get, reach a certain age. Um, not if you can work in VR, but, Ooh. um, I'd say I like both, um, for different reasons. Uh, VR personally, I, I like the idea of trying it out. Um, metaverse, I like it because I think it's a cool concept and whether or not I engage with it or not, doesn't, yeah. um, doesn't make me like it more or less. I think, um, especially, it, especially people that I can recognize that there's different types of people and, and, um, people's happiness and enjoyment matters. And so if we can create things that, that help people, um, enjoy life more, even if it's escaping from the one that they see in front of them, um, yeah. The naked eye than um or or naked ladies in paris then that's then that's good you bet well uh roman you've got a pretty good track record so far you you uh 
Um, you made me like pickles in general, you know. I ate the rest of those pickles and, and drank the rest of the, the stuff in that jar. I still got to get you that jar, by the way. Um, uh, the next day, I had the rest of it. Nice. I liked it. I liked it. Um, and, uh, and you've made us like, um, you know, warm up to, 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 to virtual reality and, and, and maybe even the metaverse, um, even though Zuckerberg is a, is a weirdo, uh, Android looking dude. Um, so you're, uh, you, you got a good track record, my man. All right. Next time, anime. Nice. Ooh, that's a, that's a. That's a good one. Um, and, and specifically ten- for Brandon, uh, segue into hentai. Tentacles. Hentai. Tentacles. Hentai. Yeah. Hentai. I, all name for tentacles. All hentai is anime, but not all anime is hentai. Is that safe to say? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hentais are, are like fake tattoos, right? Yeah, of naked ladies in Paris. Naked yeah. ladies with tentacles. Okay, well, we better wrap this up before we get too too far down the gutter. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to Kanye and Jay-Z with uh, Naked Ladies in Paris. Naked Ladies in Paris. Hey, mm. classic. Always good. Um, Roman, thanks once again for joining us and expanding our minds. Jeff, hope you have a good weekend. Um, and uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't expand your minds. <laughs> man. Thanks, You're thanks, here to Roman, be expanded. For- you don't Thanks expand. for being deep and taking us to new new places. Jeff, have a, have good, a good weekend. <laughs> Hockey. Yeah. Jeff, these nuts. You, Jeff, you showed up. Jeff, you were here, and uh, congrats. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. So Lower expectations. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Make Me Like This, episode 26. We are rocking and rolling. Have a great weekend. If you want to rate us on, uh, ah, who cares? Nobody give a crap. Don't rate us. Give us a one. I don't give a shit. One? What's that? Is one the best? One's the worst you can rate something. Isn't there, there's a Murphy Lee, uh, I am number one, or is that just St. Lunatics? I don't know what the hell you just said. <laughs> what the <hell> <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm hungry. I'm right. hungry. Me right. need food. I'll All right. All right. Take it easy. Bye.